Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. <laughs> what was that face, Lily? Last week you forgot to do it. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. We went straight oh my God, wait. We went straight into it. Oh my god, I did! <laughs> it was like our 30-odd, maybe even higher than that, but like by that point, most people knew we're Earth's Mightiest Fangirls, but I was really entertained. You were that excited to get into Cloak and Dagger. I was that excited to get into Cloak and Dagger. I did not even intro us! Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Well, this week, <laughs> it's basically another headcanon ep, but, mm. like, sort of different. It's mostly our own. We're not, like, reaching for the internet or anything. Like, I'm mm. not, we're not reading anything off of Tumblr this week. It's mm-hmm. more um, stuff that we thought were going to happen in Marvel at some point, and then Marvel just was like, no. Yeah, or... I don't know. It's one of those moments where the fans had better ideas than the actual people in charge of the franchise. Yeah. 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 So, like, hey, if you agree with us, you know, tweet at us or mm-hmm. email us at emfangirls at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we're just going to go into it with our obnoxious uh, talk chat style <laughs> that is never linear. Nope. All right. Um, okay, so my first one mm-hmm. is post-Avengers, I thought everyone was going to live with each other. <laughs> like, I genuinely thought that it was going to be like, or at least have their base out of Avengers Tower in mm. New York. Why, why else were they building Avengers Tower? <laughs> like, yeah. the What was the point of Tony even building that building? And then at the end, all of the other letters of Stark fell apart, <laughs> except the A. Like, what was the point of that? Yeah. If you weren't going to use that building for the future, like, movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened to that building? I, I mean, I'm sure Stark Industries it, is using it, but do they say in canon what? No. <laughs> no. Great. I'm I'm sure it was part of the reconstruction that Stark took over. Right. Via that we found out via Homecoming. Right. But whatever. Is that part of like comics? Because I feel like a bunch of heroes living together isn't out of the ordinary, but I'm also might just be thinking of Teen Titans. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like partially canon for the comics, but like I don't know, whatever is Nothing ever is canon and co- like right. it's canon and it's not canon. It's canon. It's not. It's retcon. It's with us. It's yeah. Not, it's this. It's that. Like every series is different. Um, but like post Avengers, I had imagined like team building, <laughs> them being friends. Mm-hmm. Like none of this had to be on screen. Right. By the way. Right. It just had to be implied mm-hmm. that like I don't know one of the Avengers buildings uh, like like one of the avengers movies or one of the any of them any of the like standalones too could have been like starting their day off in the same building <laughs> and they're just like leaving you know right. yeah. like whatever it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um and like 
every incarnation of this I've ever seen in fic or on Tumblr or whatever, like, is always different. Mm. It's like maybe each Avenger has their own floor or Mm -hmm. maybe they're all in like their own wing or maybe they're all on the same floor and they all have their own rooms like (laughs) in the floor and they still like maintain privacy but they're all basically roommates yeah um and like Tony always has his own lab Bruce always has their his own lab and Mm -hmm. there's always like a combined Tony Bruce lab (laughs) so there's always like three labs right of course minimum like one for each and then like the combined lab Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm always like this is just disappointing that none of this ever came through yeah I would have liked to see that I can see yeah they didn't have to put that on screen but I would have liked to see, bare minimum, maybe they weren't living with each other, but yeah, they would use one main building as their base and maintain contact with each other that way, which they kind yeah. of tried to do with the, like, the upstate facility. But, like, we never went there. We barely like, went as there. as an audience, we never went there. Yeah, and it just seemed, whenever they tried to, like, show it as a base, they were always way too, way more invested in showing that, like, the Avengers just don't talk to each other. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, that's somehow worse and more sad. Like, I, I saw a post that was like, when I realized Marvel didn't want any of the Avengers to be friends, that's when I lost interest. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of true. Because it looks like the only two that kept in any sort of contact, barely, were Cap and Nat. Yeah. Kind well, I guess Nat and like, Nat, Nat and Tony too, because but not really, not like, really. Never those that relationship has never felt like a friendship. Which one? Nat and Tony. Yeah, no, they always felt like business partners. Yeah, but like they respect each other. Mm-hmm. But like even in the first Avengers, it's like, oh, you don't trust me, not as far as I can throw you. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. They don't... He doesn't necessarily trust her, which is hard to trust her because she he met her when he she was spying on him. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, well, you know, why would you trust someone who did that? And now they do work together and, like, as work colleagues, they respect each other. Mm-hmm. And as far as it's gone now, like, they, they truly do respect each other, but I think it's not, like, a close personal friendship. No, of course not. Yeah. So that's fair to say that we, what could have been is just the Avengers were friends and we didn't even get that. But the the idea of them living together is hilarity because they're all very different adults. Yeah. The other fun thing about like the headcanons that just roam around the internet with this one (laughs) is um, Hawkeye living in the vents. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know where it came from i really really don't but the image of him just like running around the vents <laughs> and just like spying on people that way oh my god is so funny <laughs> like i i swear to yeah. god this is a real honest to god like i'm not surprised that showed it showed up in so many fix. <laughs> Like, so many posts in so many different variations. And that he would, like, you know, be on top of the... It was like Hawkeye was, like, the cat of the group. (laughs) I like that. 
I like Which that. Which he was just like always in random places and everyone was like, damn it, Clint. <laughs> I like that. I could now I'm just imagining Clint like knocking over a glass of water to piss off the others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. Cat. It was literally that same thread. Like mm-hmm. just uh someone said something about like bows and arrows are stupid and <laughs> and knocks over a glass and it falls like yeah. you know do you do you have any any now like okay let's just we'll just keep moving um yeah. i guess it's kind of like you know the same thing i had with head cannons they're small things that i think about but not any that i like off the top of my head that i was super invested in the only one i can think of is I was very convinced the agents were going to get a second of screen time in either Infinity War or Endgame, and I knew the ex- I knew they weren't, but I was so hoping that they would acknowledge the agents of Shield in some capacity, mm-hmm. in some way. And so in my head, the way I always saw it was things were going down terribly in one of the movies, Infinity or Endgame, and it would be one of the Avengers being like, "We need backup. Cut to second Avenger. They're on the way." third cut you see the black shield suv pull up and do that weird like fishtail like stop thing and then they like colson and uh may get out and you see like the other avengers get out of the car and it's like two seconds of that and then they go back to the rest of the movie can you like imagine (laughs) if they were part of the big like shoo end scene event game yeah i could imagine How easy would that have been? Respect. Even if you just put them in, like, the just one second of just, like, again, it would probably be Coulson, May, and um, Daisy with, like, the other squad behind them. But they, those would be the first three just walking out of a portal. And it was just, it wasn't going to be that hard. And also the disrespect to Clark Gregg. <laughs> I know. The he, disrespect. He, like, build this yeah. series. And he got nothing. He got nothing in the final, in the final, um like goodbye thank you end game series and so that was the one thing that every time i talked to a marvel fan i was like you know what i really want in this movie and they're like lily no one cares and it's like but i do so you're gonna hear it i just wanted the agents in this movie to acknowledge in some fashion (laughs) yeah i like i think we all thought colson was at one point going to reappear Mm -hmm. in the movies yeah or at least a mention because what's the point of reviving him mm-hmm. if you're not going to bring him back? Yeah. And we've gone into the, like, Coulson particular politics and, like, every Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season episode that we've done. But who I was just that... Come on, man. It was the finale. I thought if at any point in time... You're going to bring him back. It would be then, and it was not. And also, it would have no. been so easy. It would have been it so easy to been. include the, the, the Agents... And you know, even if it, even if I had gotten like a, oh, we tried, but the filming schedule didn't work, mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, okay, like, that's okay. Like, okay, you tried. Yeah, that that is one thing I've seen, because um, I'm sure you saw it. The When they were filming Endgame, they took a photo of like ev- the, everyone in Endgame, a cast photo, and everyone... I don't know who did this first or, like, how this caught on, but someone, like, zoomed in. They're like, where's Clark Gregg? Where is he? Blah, blah, blah. Because apparently it was everyone else. And Clark Gregg did say, like, actually, I was filming Agents, so I couldn't make it to the shoot. But thanks for thinking of me. Oh, was that the, like, Entertainment Weekly thing? With, like, 
when Robert was, like, right in the middle, and I was like, good, <laughs> good. Because I remember when that, like, got released, all of the, like, pro Tony Stark fans were like, good, he deserves to be front <laughs> and center. He started this. Yeah, um, it was it was definitely that shoot. I don't know who else was missing, because I imagine if it was the Endgame shoot, it's the same people missing that we talked about during the episode. But yeah. um, I remember Clark Gregg specifically tweeting, which was like, thanks for thinking of me. I was actually filming another Marvel thing. I couldn't be there. See, that's kind of like, but was he invited? I know. But was he invited, though? I know. Can you imagine if they just, like, actually he was invited and they just stuck him in the far, like, farthest back corner for, like, the real, the but deep like, fans to find? Wouldn't that make sense? <laughs> but wouldn't that make sense, Lily, if mm. he was, like, way in the corner and no one really noticed he was there, but he was there? Oh, Yeah. Like, I or think like, that would make sense. Crazy fan theory, like, if this was the end canon and, like, all of these Avengers, like, I guess we would take a group photo. Like, f- canon would be, um... Coulson, Coulson would take the photo. Oh, Coulson's <laughs> taking the photo. Coulson's the one holding the camera. Coulson's the one holding the camera, yes. Um, much like J.K. Rowling and Dumbledore being gay, we just never noticed because it was never something we <laughs> needed to know. <laughs> Oh God! So that's my that's my big one. Of if okay. anybody asked, I was convinced. And technically, it may not be too late. We never know. It's probably too late. The agents should show up in one last Marvel movie. I think it's too late. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. No. All right. Well, my next one. I've talked about this before, but I feel it needs bringing up again. Is some sort of Tony Stark Peggy Carter relationship. Yes, yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. With the canon that we have, and I know Marvel likes to go, I don't care about canon. (laughs) Like, they just don't care. Which is evident in, I guess, the the end of Endgame as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That Peggy Carter has a relationship with Howard Stark. Like a friendship. They are friends. They are good friends. You cannot tell me that when Howard Stark has a child finally that Peggy is not the godmother. <laughs> Honestly, if I were Howard Stark and everyone around me knew who I was as a person, I too would entrust my child with the single most responsible adult on the planet. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I just like I never understood why there wasn't some sort of like Tony being like, oh no, but like she's my Aunt Peggy too. Like not mm-hmm. in the like Okay, fine. Sharon Carter is, like, her, you know, like, familial biological aunt. Mm-hmm. But, like, Tony is, like, a chosen family kind of person. Yeah, definitely. And the way I envision this, specifically in terms of civil war, mm. is that, you know, Steve gets his little text, she's gone. Mm. But Tony is also there. Right. Like, we don't even see that he, like, got a text or anything. He just is also there, and he's all, and, like, the shot that I see framed is head-on, Steve and Tony are, like, the front people of the pallbearers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sharon can still make her speech about Aunt Peggy. Mm-hmm. I don't want Tony to be, like, given the eulogy. I want Sharon to still be giving the eulogy, because mm-hmm. Sharon is still, like, a character who's been established. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want them to kiss again later in that movie, but because <laughs> that's awkward. Yeah. Um, 
they never had chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, just to have that scene. And then I feel like coming from two people who also, like, there would have been a different, like, layer to the conflict of that movie mm-hmm. as two people who loved Peggy Carter very differently. Mm-hmm. But still head-on attacking this problem from two completely different angles. Yeah, that, and that, again, I think the core point of this episode of just, like, what could have been is we're not asking for very difficult things. No. <laughs> that, what you're describing would have been so, so easy and just would have made so much sense to show that, yeah, of course, Peggy Carter had a huge influence and was very, a huge influence over Tony's life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I just don't get why. And, and like, here's my other thing. If this, if we followed this thread, right, Steve would be like, didn't you just listen to Sharon? Like, she mm. said, like, when you know you're right, you dig your heels in and you, like, try and keep going, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on the other end, like, Tony would probably be like, she was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, she would want control over this situation more than anyone else. Like, of course she would want mm-hmm. us to... Regulate be, and be responsible. Be regulated by someone. Right. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? And, and like, the other thing would be like, yeah, you knew her for, like, a year when you were 20 in the 40s. Like, mm-hmm. I knew her when, like, through her life. Yeah, pretty much. Like, she helped raise me type situation, which she would have. She would have seen Howard totally dropping the ball. I mean, I, she, I'm not gonna speak ill of Maria Stark. Mm. Because Tony really loves her, and <laughs> I feel like Maria was, like, always there for him. Yeah, yeah. His, like, horrible relationship is with his father, not his mother. Yeah. But, like, yes, I really, like, Peggy would step in every right. once in a while. I feel like she's the cool aunt who just, like, blazes through. Yeah, she would it's definitely, like, I think she I would definitely here. help whenever she would see, like, Maria is like not getting support. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That would have been so easy. It would have been so easy. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't even need to expressly say it, just like alluding to the fact that he had a relationship with her. Because, of course, he would have to be very important to her to be like one of the pallbearers. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, it just is so. I guess it's also one of those things that, like, is not necessarily, doesn't necessarily need to be canon. Mm. But, like, in my head, it just makes so, so much sense. Like, it is mm-hmm. definitely one of my true head canons. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. Next is Hawkeye. <laughs> I just am still upset they didn't make him deaf. Mm-hmm still upset yeah like how how easy could it have been to just give him hearing aids (laughs) it's literally like i'm pretty sure in the comics it's like he has super special cochlear implants that can make him hear all the time everything Mm -hmm. but he still knows sign language and when his hearing aids are not in he still needs like sign language and like it's just such an easy thing to add to the story that they didn't do and i just don't understand why they didn't do it (sighs) yeah they took a lot of really weird turns with hawkeye i think of the original avengers the one with the most like uh, negligent writing was probably hawkeye because they really were just oh 
okay, I guess this will happen to you now. Like, the whole family thing, yeah. the weird, like, ninja assassin thing. It was weird. Yeah. He just was always there, and I feel like the writers were like, what do we do with him? I know, which is honestly kind of, not kind of, which is honestly rude and mean to the character and the actor. We're speaking career-wise, but, like, Jeremy Renner was not bad as Hawkeye, and they could have given him a whole lot more. No, I, I just, like, I don't I don't know how good of an actor Jeremy Renner actually is. We will never know. Because every time I see him, he's just doing stunts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the little things that we do get to see of Hawkeye, like, when he actually gets the chance to be a person, are are nice. No, the few things we saw of him when he was talking was like, okay, we want more of a person out of this character. Yeah. And I mean, I know that I've said it before that, like, it, I, I don't understand giving him a family. And there are certain fans who are like, Hawkeye has such a, like, bleh, past. Like, he doesn't have one singular past, like, as a character because I guess he's always being reworked or whatever. And maybe there is a version of Hawkeye that has a family. But the version of Hawkeye that I enjoy is not the version of Hawkeye that has a family. <laughs> I would so much rather have, like, Hawkeye still having maybe his, still, you know, having the ranch. Mm-hmm. But the person at the ranch is, like, his older brother and his dog. Yeah. Or Kate Bishop and his dog. Like. Right, because the way I imagine a situation like that is Hawkeye's not home often. So, like, if he wants to just, like, have a home, a safe place to return to, it's he's got to have someone else there to watch over the farm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like, yeah, it's just someone, either his family member or, like, someone he cares about. I don't he know. also yeah. has, like, a Dick Grayson-type past mm-hmm. where he was, like, in the circus. Mm. So I also just don't imagine him. In a farm, <laughs> like like a fully functioning farm. Yeah, like I kind of imagine like him animals being like, and stuff. I want the farm, but I don't want the farm. Yeah, he just wants land. Yeah, he just wants privacy. He, he wants land and privacy, but he doesn't want like the animals he that want come cows. with the farm. <laughs> yeah, because he wants like I think he wants the space to just shoot his trick arrows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, I don't see him as a farmer. He just wants land. Yeah, and be, like, a disaster human by himself, and no one has to look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I guess that's what I imagined, and I, I always, I don't know. Like, the stuff that I've seen of Hawkeye, I like it more when he's just, like, a disaster human being who <laughs> just fumbles through life and somehow manages to Stick the succeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But along those lines, it would, that'd be another situation of, again, I could picture him being, being deaf and like something like that it was just like he he reconsiders what he wants in life and he wants just a little bit more peace <laughs> after an accident like that and he's just like okay i'm gonna still do my thing but um i also, also i just like want, you know the misrepresentation yeah the fact that we could like there could have been representation of a deaf character since like 2010 or 11 which like where in the movies like 
do you envisioning this starting? Like, would he Listen, be introduced? First of all, in Avengers, death. Like, oh, okay. Uh, he had an accident a couple of years ago, and he lost his hearing, and has been like learned sign language since. Okay. Whatever. Like, it's maybe not a born thing, but like they live dangerous lives. I imagine that they totally would still have like. He hadn't, like, it was in an explosion, and he just lost his hearing, but okay. you know what? The S.H.I.E.L.D. has really good doctors and was able to fix his hearing a little bit through cochlear implants, and mm-hmm. but he needs his hearing aids to hear things, and sometimes they hurt, and so he takes them out. Right. And if he's not wearing them, then you have to sign with him. Right. Like, that's all. Right, right, right. Like, I just, I am, I envisioned, or at least once I learned, like, I think I learned about his deafness past him showing up in the, in the Mm. movies. So I guess I was like, okay, cool. Like, maybe at the end of Avengers, he's like gone deaf or something, Mm -hmm. like, or he's losing his hearing or something. And then in the next one, it's going to be like, oh my God, he lost his hearing. Like, right. If like, it wasn't there from the get go, maybe they would have built to it. But they didn't mm-hmm. build to it because they didn't give him enough screen time. Or they just yeah. didn't want to do it at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it was just one of those things that I feel like it was a misrepresentation immediately taking something that is kind of part of a character and just being like, you don't care about your little disability and then just threw mm-hmm. it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's inconvenient to the plot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's a superhero show or movie, and right. superheroes Bucky can't lost have disabilities. Arm, but he yeah. still has an arm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like superhero shows are and movies are the one place where disabilities actually don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, in quotes, because the technology in these shows and movies are always like so, like, advanced. Mm-hmm past a point that we can comprehend that it's like yeah the winter soldier doesn't have an arm but the mechanical arm that he does like the prosthetic that he does have mm-hmm. functions like an actual like limb right uh Rody has i don't know braces i guess is the best word to help him walk because he's lost some of that function yeah he got like a little paralyzed yeah so his braces and to he, help him walk. we saw him going through, like, physical therapy, and he still uses mm-hmm. those braces to help him walk, but he walks, like, pretty well mm-hmm. after using them for so long. Like, I, I think, like, these spaces are almost the easiest to show disability because they almost always have, like, a magical cure, mm. but, like, still exist. Right, it's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, if we had gotten more into Rhodey's story, we probably would have seen, like... I wonder if he would have ended up in a wheelchair at some point. He probably was working in a wheelchair. Like, he probably doesn't wear those braces 24-7. When he's home, he is probably in a wheelchair. Like, we Mm -hmm. would probably... If, like, this were the actual comic, Mm -hmm. right? We would see the effects on these characters with their disabilities when they're not, like... At 100%. Yeah, when they don't have to be. Like, like Bucky's arm short-circuiting. Mm-hmm. Because it was built for him in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, or, like, 
the braces, like, meh, or Bucky, uh, Bucky, Hawkeye's hearing aids battery died, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. those things would still happen, and you would still work with them. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm excited for Eternals and to see the, like, deaf superhero in Eternals. Yeah. I keep... The cast and just everything about Eternals is just so, like... um, It doesn't feel real yet, so I keep forgetting about it. But yeah. Yeah. It is, like, wild to think about. But cool. Because I feel like that cast is unreal. Yeah. And I often am, like... Who casted that? I know. Like, I can't get over the fact that Angelina Jolie is part of that cast. Yeah, she's in the MCU now. Yeah. I'm so confused. Well, we'll, this will be interesting. We'll get into it, like, when the trailer and more comes out about it. But yeah, I I am excited to see a deaf character, a deaf superhero. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. me too. Because it is going to be the thing of just, like, how do they show it? being a part of a character without magically solving it and therefore erasing it. Well, because the right? actress is deaf. Right. So it's not like they, they can. can, like, give her a voice. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't... I don't believe she speaks. Mm. Like, I've seen interviews with her, and I, like, she always has an interpreter. Mm. But, and I don't believe that, like she vocalizes often like marley matlin Mm. will vocalize sometimes who marley matlin Mm. you don't know her Mm -mm. she's like the blonde she's like the deaf actress she's like white and blonde and kind of old now and she was the original person in children's of a lesser god Mm. did you watch the west wing no i didn't uh i'm like trying to think uh i'll google her and probably find recognize her face or something else she's like in so much she's like the i like when i am telling you she's like the deaf actress <laughs> right right like right. she's the deaf actress mm. she won an academy award for children of a lesser god mm. and she's like to date the only deaf person to win an academy award yeah it's because the academy powers yeah. that be don't cast people with yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyways yeah yeah that's another conversation though mm. <laughs> um like, but she'll, she'll, like, speak sometimes, but mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure about her. I can't remember her name. The actress. Who the Eternals. Eternals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know she's in The Walking Dead. Oh, cool. Yeah. And a big thing about, like, when you have deaf people in things, there's always, like, the people that they're with are always, like, talking to them. And they mm-hmm. are like, oh, you're, like, reading lips. And I'm like... Here's the thing. I am aware that deaf people are probably a little bit better at reading lips than, like, normal people. Mm-hmm. But reading lips is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, the magical superpower of all deaf people in mm-hmm. TVs and movies always. Yeah. Because they even sometimes hear when someone's not even facing them. <laughs> They understand what you're saying when they're not mm-hmm. even facing the deaf person. And it's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. It's like so hysterically frustrating. Like mm-hmm. when you know and you notice it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I have like one more 
All right. Um, the shield one was my biggest one of things that I wish happened because yeah. overall, main thing I just wished happened was just more crossovers, which we've we've talked about how bad mm-hmm. shows are at doing that. Um, mostly with like movies and TV shows, but also just like I wish the Defenders would have crossed over a bit more. I wish the TV shows in general were the TV shows have been better. If which we've talked about, I think if the but. Defenders went on longer, they would have gotten better at it. Yeah, we probably would have gotten Defender, like, the show Defender Season 2. Yeah, like, I think they would have gotten better at it as it went on because, like, we were seeing a little bit of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Danny showed up in Luke Cage. Luke Cage mm-hmm. showed up in Jessica Jones. Like, yeah, they only show up for a little bit or an episode at a time, but yeah. I still think, like, it happened, you know? And it made sense because it wasn't suddenly, like, this is a show about the two of them now. It was just, like... Yeah, this way, the way that these characters would drop in and check on each other made sense. Yeah. Oh, I guess speaking of one thing I wish that would happen, I wanted at least one episode with Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock together. I know. They built such a good rapport. In, they would have really gotten each other. Defenders. I mm-hmm. would have loved more of it. Like, even just the little, like, at the end of the Defenders when they were thinking of doing, uh, not Defenders, the end of Daredevil, mm. when they were making their own, like, thing, and they were like, Oh, like Murdoch, Nelson, and uh, and Paige, Paige. <laughs> and they like made a joke about how like, well, you're a better PI than Jessica Jones. Like, <laughs> never tell her that. But right, yeah. So I would have uh, liked a Daredevil Jessica Jones crossover. Yeah, that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karen was always in the Punisher. Yes, that's true. Which I loved because <laughs> I ship it. Um, but, like, my last thing, I feel like is just an extension of the first thing I said, Mm. which is a lack of foundation for Stoney. Mm. Like, it doesn't, like, not even just, obviously, like, not romantically, because Marvel's never gonna, would never have gone that way. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But just, like, the platonic relationship between the two of them. Show me Mm -hmm. that they're friends. Yeah, it just, it showed, they do have such a complicated relationship and beginning that they just instead, I feel like, took the lazy route and went for, like, Oh, like, just believe us. Just, 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 here, believe us that they have a weird relationship. It was never showing. It was just, like, oh, like, we'll tell you a little bit and then we won't do that ever again. Yeah, they went for, like, weird superiority to just angst to don't worry they they like each other and they're like oh okay yeah this is weird yeah like i get that they would butt heads at the beginning yeah and then towards the end of avengers it was like oh like maybe they're gonna be friends Mm -hmm. and then the next time we see them on screen together is age of ultron which is like yeah oh yeah it's been a, a time, and, like, we don't really get scenes with the two of them together other than Tony being like, well, actually, I fund everything, and he runs everything. And it's like, okay. But, mm-hmm. like, give us more scenes with the two of them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Like, even in Age of Ultron, there could have been, like, a one-on-one conversation with Steve and Tony being like, why'd you, you know, like, wh- why why Ultron? Like, mm-hmm. why, why'd you do this, man? Like, act more like a friend. Don't mm-hmm. act like how dare you do this? Like, you're such an idiot. Like, yeah. you know, like, 
I mean, that'll get me started on, like, Tony Stark Defense Squad because mm-hmm. the entire cast of that was just like, how dare you, Tony, forgetting that Bruce was also in the room <laughs> and helped him make it. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, attack Tony, 2K, whatever year that was, <laughs> and leave Bruce alone, even though he was half of that team mm-hmm. who built Ultron. So, But, yeah, Sorry. the the relationship between Tony and Steve was really lacking and i don't know if it's just because we didn't see them and on screen enough together but again it wouldn't be that hard to elude that like they would at least check in with each other sometimes yeah i just they would have conversations outside of these movies it made no sense to me that like it seemed like the only time they ever talked is when the team got together Mm -hmm. and you like within the within the MCU, it was kind of clear that the two leaders would be Tony and Cap. Mm. And regardless of who is more of a leader, probably Cap. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that those two don't like have a partnership. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really see the partnership. No, not at all. Which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like. That's all I have on what could have been but never was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, like, things will, like, pop up and I, like, <laughs> think about things and you're like, mm, like, that would have been great. Yeah. But I don't, like, have anything else that's, like, big in my head that I'm like, I wish that happened. Nothing that I can think of. I guess other than Clintasha. Just, but, like, I don't need to go Better writing route. for Hawkeye. <laughs> what could have been yeah. was better writing for Hawkeye. Yeah. What could have been what never was was just, like, the writers and the directors talking to each other. I know. <laughs> like, why didn't they just talk to each other? That's a whole other episode about Marvel secrecy. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do this where you have a a series of films where you keep flip-flopping because the writers don't talk to each other about important plot points. <laughs> like, imagine if there was a TV show like that. I know. Like, in one episode, like, if this were a TV show, it would literally be like, in this episode, like, Hawkeye and Black Widow are together. In the next episode, oh, wait, Hawkeye has a family. In the next episode, <laughs> wait, no, they don't. He doesn't anymore. And it's like, like... That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. Like, you can't just add things and not think about what happened in the past. You have to track this shit. Wow. You froze. Sorry, okay, there I it goes. I just got angry. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I thought you were just like, you froze. No, you froze for a second and I was like, is it my computer? It's not. It's fine. I was just like, oh, okay. Whew. Oh, I thought you were just like staring at me like, okay, Sabrina, like, end this conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> like we get it <laughs> okay okay heart attack all right before my computer crashes let's end this i think it's i think it's on my end actually because my computer's uh, been on the oof totally get you yeah but anyway i think that's it on this yeah episode. we'll think of more things we'll tweet them as we think of them well, that's how we can keep our account active. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> and another thing. We need to tweet more. Uh.
Is that why you guys don't follow us on Twitter? Because we're not active on Twitter? Probably. I don't know. I would prefer it to not be super active. (laughs) I like things that I follow. I like whenever it's like every now and then updates versus like, not that I follow a lot of like any content that I do follow, like podcasts or magazines, whenever they tweet like on the hour, every hour, I'm just like, Jesus. (laughs) Okay. First of all, we would never do that. No, never. Second of all. Sometimes we need to tweet more. Once a week is a bit much. I know. Not, or it's, it's actually the opposite of a bit much. Mm-hmm. So, it's a bit nothing. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for sticking with us. Twenty-two yeah, followers. Thanks for, um, thanks for doing all that stuff, and um, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And and you can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And, you know, if you agree with anything that we said today or you want to, like, talk about it, um, send us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com. And please, 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 if you like this episode even just a little bit, go rate and review us on iTunes. It really, really helps the podcast. You can also follow us on Spotify or Stitcher or pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts because I feel like they just show up. Yes. Please, please like, rate, and review us. And we see stats. We see, uh, like, all these different types of listenerships out there of how you listen to us. And we see Apple Podcasts as number one. So please help us out. Uh, Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland. And thanks for us for editing and producing.